the Carolina Hurricanes are going to have to make some moves here soon to replace an injured Max Pacioretty. But just what are the most likely options? We dive into that and a revised opening night roster and some ECHL affiliate news all in this episode of Locked on Hurricanes. Your Locked on Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day every day and as always thank you for making locked on hurricanes your first listen of this monday afternoon and you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at lo underscore hurricanes and myself on twitter at jared ellis underscore 96 and in today's episode we will be diving into just how the carolina hurricanes should replace Max Pacioretty. This is a long time coming. It's something I've thought about for a little while now of just what are the options going to be here as far as how they're going to replace what was going to be some a really big part of the offense for this team this season. And now he had obviously torn his Achilles tendon uh last month practicing and is going to be out until february march and in that time frame so you know i've touched on this a little bit here on this show as well as some of the other locked on shows as far as what the carolina hurricanes need to do to replace that or replace him uh as far as a trade goes, I kind of think that's a bit unlikely, uh, at least for right now. If things go poorly, I could see it happening. Uh, I could if whatever they decide to do just doesn't work out. I could see them maybe pursuing a trade or if just the right thing happens to come across Don Waddell's desk, then you know, maybe they do make a trade, but ultimately I just feel like you know, at this point on August 22nd, that if they were going to make another trade, they probably would have done it already. Same with honestly, the free agent signings. I feel like if they were going to sign a free agent to uh, hold his spot, they would have done it by now. And ultimately, another thing with both of those situations is that they don't have enough cap space to really be doing something like that. Uh, if I remember correctly, they only have a little bit of cap space left. Uh, they're pushed up against the salary cap yet again. And right now they are sitting at worse than I even thought they were. They currently have no cap space right now. They're currently a little over a million dollars over the salary cap. And 
they're not using any uh, LTIR. I imagine that Pacioretty will get put on that when it gets a little bit closer to uh, the start of the season or training camp or anything like that. I imagine that will come, just not right now. But yeah, like they don't have any room to really be bringing anybody in if they do they're going to have to move somebody they're going to have to make a trade i know that um you know they've a lot of folks have speculated as far as the future of jake gardner and that probably would be the most likely person to get shipped off. But we've heard uh, quite a bit this offseason that it is very, very hard to move money around the NHL right now. And the Hurricanes, if they were to move him, they're going to have to retain some salary there. Very much like the uh, Brent Burns deal with San Jose. San Jose retained some salary. And the Hurricanes are going to have to do that uh, if they move Jake Gardner or anyone else. They're, unless you know it is just a super, super low amount, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. And then you think of you know just what's going on right now with the team. If... You know, they haven't officially moved him over, like I said, and now you also have, um, which we'll talk more about here in a little bit, you have uh, Derek Stepan on a PTO and, you know, who's on the team last season. So is he coming back? You know, he's obviously not going to command a huge salary, but when you are already over the salary cap, what are you going to do there? You know, so. They're really going to, I don't see them bringing anyone in. There's no cap room for that. And as far as a trade, unless the right thing comes along or things just hit the fan, I don't see a trade happening. They're going to stick with their existing players that they already have on the roster and in the system. That's what they're going to go with here uh, I think that is the most likely, and that is what is going to happen. And I feel like a lot of other people probably feel the same way, that if they're going to make a move, they would have done it already. But it, it's going to be a matter of who they who they roll with. And you know, I mentioned Derek Stepan being on a uh, professional tryout right now heading into training camp. He's obviously not going to be a top six guy or anything like that. But, you know, he's a guy that knows the team and could potentially slot in here. And where would he fit in on that? Don't know. And we will find that out and we will speculate on that in this next segment right after this quick break. This is a PSA from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. 
what are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So, if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Now, folks, we're back and it, we've already just predicted an, op- an opening night roster before. So that's why, you know, this isn't going to be like a full episode thing again. But again, there have been changes. Uh, Max Petretti is out. And again, you also have um, Derek Stepan potentially coming back into the fold. So we're going to quickly quickly get through a revised opening night roster prediction we'll start with the most obvious goalies freddie anderson on toronto duh and on defense uh slave and burns on the top pairing shea pesci on the second ethan bear uh probably most likely paired with jake gardner now I do have a couple other names still uh, here uh, with Jake Gardner, and that is Dylan Coughlin and Jalen Chatfield. I do think that those guys, uh, when training camp rolls around, if you know they just uh, just show up and have a great training camp, then maybe they are on the opening night roster. I do think it is a real possibility because, again, I think Jake Gardner is definitely going to be a guy that could potentially find himself on the trade block uh, if he isn't already because of his salary cap hit. Uh, Coughlin is obviously one with some more... uh, NHL experience um he is also I believe they gave him a number already so there is that as well but we also have Jalen Chatfield he was obviously you know coming in you know a fringe guy you know kind of bouncing back and forth between the NHL and AHL but whenever you know, he you know, came over from Vancouver to Chicago and the Hurricanes you know whenever he uh got his chance last season uh at the end of the year absolutely killing it and really earning himself that contract extension in those few games that we saw i do think that the carolina hurricanes do see him as a guy that could make that jump up so i wouldn't rule out coglin or chatfield uh making the roster over gardner but i do think that the safe bet would be to go with Jake Gardner you figure in his cap hit and they're probably going to want to see what he can do honestly uh, and yeah he's the one they're paying four million a season have been so I think they roll with him because of the investment that they made in him unless again just one of those other guys just 
forces their hand very much like Seth Jarvis did uh, last last training camp. Now, going into the forwards, this is where we're obviously having a lot more speculation. Uh, top line, I still have that same Tavo, Aho, and Jarvis. Second line is where we now are missing Pacioretty. So I think you know, it will now be Sveshnikov, Kotniemi, and Natchez. I think, uh, on, again, barring as someone in training camp just really uh, forcing uh, their hands, I think Natchez will be the guy to slot in up there on that second line to take the place of Pacioretty. Natchez does have a lot of offensive upside, and we've seen it from him. He's had moments of it last season, despite you know, overall a pretty disappointing season. But like Kotniemi, I think that they're going to expect big things from him this year, and they're going to give him that opportunity to step up and prove himself. Now, on the third pairing, we do have, you know, an opening there as well, I feel, uh, alongside Jordan Stahl and Jesper Foss with Nino being gone now. Uh, you could obviously make the case to have one of the uh, fourth line guys potentially move up there, but I do think that is unlikely. Uh, I do have Ryan Dezingle pinned in right there uh he obviously re-signed with the team this offseason on a one-year two-way deal uh so whenever the time would come if whenever patch ready would come back and you know the lineup has to get shuffled around again you know he'd just get sent on back and you know, barring you know, an incredible season or something like that but i could also maybe see uh should derek step on uh make the roster uh during training camp you have a guy like uh andre kasha making slotting in there on that third line and step on going back you know to his spot on the fourth line because he was a guy that i feel the hurricanes were better when they had him in the lineup uh i really in i really enjoyed him last season you know he obviously isn't going to be a guy that goes out and puts up a whole bunch of goals or points or anything like that that's not going to happen that's not his game but you know for his role that he had last season I think he did really well and you know very much like Ethan Bear uh not playing him in the playoffs uh you know kind of initially thought that wasn't a good sign for his future with the team but Bear got brought back and now Stepan is on a PTO so I do think there is a chance he could make the roster. He's the one that, like Dezingle, already knows the system and knows the team. And, you know, with Dezingle being on that two-way deal, you know, he's the guy that can kind of bounce back and forth. So maybe uh, Stepan, you know, is the guy that makes the roster. He's obviously not going to cost a bunch. You figure they're probably going to have to do something uh, in terms of IR to make some cap room for whoever they decide to do uh their stuff with but it it's one that those are the two guys that's down between because you figure on the fourth line it's going to be martinuk jury and then i have kacha 
penciled in right now. But, you know, Jury is going to come up from the AHL. I think that is, I think that's a really safe bet that he's going to make the jump up. I think he's ready for it. Um, so what the Hurricanes do here, you know, it's ultimately, you know, right now just speculation, but I wouldn't rule out step on making the team and, you know, we'll see how things go because it is one thing, you know, I'm sitting here you know, talking into a microphone about all this and you know, you're listening. You probably have your own thoughts on it, but we won't know until we know until training camp rolls around and, you know, maybe, you know, again, maybe they make a move. Maybe, you know, the right deal comes across uh, the desk and they decide to ship somebody out. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. You know, we still got quite a bit of time. You know, again, I said that I feel like if they're going to make a move, they would have done it already. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Ultimately, you know, they know more about it than I do. They know more about it than you do. They're the ones that get paid the big bucks up there in the offices at PNC Arena or, you know, their home offices, wherever it may be. But, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes also extended their ECHL affiliation with the Norfolk Admirals. And we will dive into that right after this quick break. Folks, we are back in. Now it's time to talk about some news that came out the other day. And that is that the Carolina Hurricanes uh, extended their agreement with the ECHL's Norfolk Admirals. You know, and I do like this move. Uh, because it was, they've bounced around with some affiliates as of late. You know, we had Florida Everblades for a while, and then then we had the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, and now we have Norfolk. And it was very much, you know, they're kind of like bouncing, you know, back and forth, uh, bouncing around with affiliates. And it... It's one of those things that, you know, I get, you know, business is business, but I like, you know, the steady, you know, just this is the team guys, you know, that are on those two-way deals, you know, that'll get moved around on the teams, you know, they, they can stay in one spot, you know, they're not, you know, obviously it didn't affect them that much, you know, concerned they want to call their cup, but, uh, when we got the new AHL affiliation uh, going from Charlotte to Chicago, you know, I like, you know, how we, you know, just have the same affiliate for a while. And, you know, those guys, they, they know where they're at, you know, and they're not having to like bounce around, like move from Charlotte to Chicago or, you know, some of these other guys that are farther down in the pecking order move from Greenville, South Carolina to Norfolk, Virginia. You know, nothing like that. I like, you know, the consistent affiliate. Uh, and then obviously Norfolk isn't that far away. I believe it's four hours or so from uh, Raleigh. So not super far away. And it's still like in the same region. Obviously, you know, I know we all really liked it when we still had Greenville and Charlotte, you know, all in the Carolinas uh, with us in Raleigh. 
uh, the Checkers in Charlotte, and then the Swamp Rabbits down in Greenville, South Carolina. I know we all really liked that. Uh, just kind of a cool little thing of it's, you know, all in the Carolinas. You know, that was very cool, but, you know, business is business again. So I like, you know, that we were able to stick with the same affiliate. I do think that will help uh, the guys develop moving up from the ECHL to the AHL and then maybe, you know, even the NHL. Uh, you know, just being able to have that consistent place of not having to, you know, bounce around uh, from team to team and whatnot. I, I really like that. Just, again, being able, just the consistency of it. I really, really like that. Obviously, Carolina Hurricanes team reporter, Walt Ruff, he used to work for the Admirals as well. So, you know, that's obviously a cool thing for him as well. You know, his old affiliate is still there. And ultimately, you know, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, best of luck. This affiliation agreement is just extended through the this coming season, the 2022-2023 season. So just like a one-year uh, thing there. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, I, again, I like the move. I like the consistency of not, you know, going from you know, affiliate to affiliate and so on and so on. I really like that. And you know, the Admirals, you know, congratulations to them. Still gl- glad to have you guys be a part of the Hurricanes family. But in the meantime, make sure you follow Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.